the bargain now struck. The deal now made. It will never cease. You must never waver. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode eight of the Relax Guardians podcast. Joining me tonight is Sebs Yo. and Dilliaf. Hello. How are we doing, everybody? I'm doing well, mate. How are you doing? I am swell. I'm in such a good mood. You're in a good <laughs> mood. That's always yeah. a nice change. Seven episodes and I'm in a good mood. Did you have sex this morning, did you, or something like that? I had sex yesterday and today and tomorrow and I haven't had sex in weeks. What'd you have? Uh, what? What is this that you speak of? <laughs> um, <laughs> moving along. Uh, what have we been doing this week, boys? <laughs> uh, not a great deal, mate. Um, been grinding away a little bit here and there, uh, but we did start our Sherpa Sundays. That went yeah. quite well. Yeah, we got our first Sherpa done. That was good. Good, good leadership. He was he was from... very underpowered as well, wasn't he? So we we got he was twelve thirty by the end uh, when he started and twelve forty five by the end of it. So he done really well. Yeah, he got some really good drops. You yeah, know, he did really well as well. He was I think he, listening um, to the calls. He was going. He got a sniper, I think. Um, and then I, with the way the raid loot dropped work, I think he just kept giving him snipers. Oh, he got a shotgun as well, didn't he? At the end. I don't know. I think he got some armor as well. So. All right. Yeah, he got he got the cape. Yeah, no, I know. Um, yeah. I know they've just released the um, Red Rover challenge as well on the first um, instance. Um, yeah. So you have to pass the operator mod to everyone, and everyone has to shoot one of the one of the things but, down the bottom there to get the challenge. But it, obviously, is there a, is there a, is there a cheat where you can turn around and go and go straight down, do the two, first two, pass it up, get swapped out, next guy goes and does the second two? You'd have to push out a fair bit, I would imagine. So yeah, the, they'd yeah. drag the instancy out a fair bit, but you'd be able to get it done. There's not a time limit. Well, there's not a white mechanic, I should say, um, from the actual encounter itself, because there's no physical boss to blow us up or anything. So it's just that room down the bottom, really. I mean, the safe bet would pat. just be banking off the um, using the fuse. So you know, I'd go down, do one fuse, then I'd pass operator to Sebs. He'd do the next fuse. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's six fuses there. So no, because what you, what you yeah, until... it's just the boxes. So you'd go and do two boxes. Say, excuse me on the dark side you'd pass the operator up they'll come down change you out they're going to do the white side uh their uh, light side and then you do damage kill two fuses it'll then get passed out again um that's the end of that damage phase and then it'll be three phases yeah yeah i was i was saying the easy way well the simple way yeah it'd just be about um managing that when that room sets on fire but yeah that's it either way Quick way to get we the operator. We might give it a go on. Um, yeah, might give it a go on Friday for free day. I am not there. I am on the piss. So. Oh yeah, you piss When Friday. aren't you? Well, to be honest, mate, I'm about three gin and tonics in because I need to lubricate <laughs> myself to be able to swear fluently, like I have been over the last couple of episodes. Fluently swear. God. Oh. 
Hawkmoon came out this week as well. You guys got Hawkmoon yet? Such yeah, a, got that. Such a good gun though. Very, very good. It is highly stable. Hmm. Um, all it, like all the question mark uh, perk is not. Like I haven't got any other Hawkmoon so to get that question mark perk yet, but um, this can you pull it from collections to get a new perk? Haven't even tried to be honest. Yeah, neither have I. They suppose- I think there was were something coming later in the season or possibly next season. That makes more sense, if that's the case. Yeah, it'll be uh, probably a quest line or something you'll have to you'll go through, which will then give you a mod of sorts. Well, they're supposed to be able to get the random drop. They're supposed to be able to take, pick up other Hawk Moons and then you infuse them and then they open slots up for you. So mm. I don't know how they're gonna do it to be honest. Like it's Christmas, who gives a shit? Christmas. 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 Has anyone got on yet to play uh, the dawning yet? Nah, nothing. I've I work is ramping up they're trying to finish everything before I get there, so I'm coming in quite late and then spending some time with the missus then hanging out with you guys at yeah. night like a weirdos, but they <laughs> so, Agakai, tell us about the uh, the PlayStation Five experience. Oh, it's here! Ah, oh, smooth rub on my face meme. Oh, it's so good! Oh my god, I loaded it up today for the first time. I, it came yesterday. Um, I was on my couch and I saw the delivery car pull up, and I was feeding my son, and I like turned to my roommate, I'm like, "Get the fuck up and answer the fucking door right now!" And he's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Go answer the fucking door." Because I'm not missing this fuck. And like, before the dude even knocked on the door, ripped it open, took the box and went inside. And then I had to wait three hours. wrong address. Yeah, didn't even check the address. Christmas present you've just beaten the courier up for. (laughs) It wasn't me. I'm surprised you didn't throw your kid at it. Look, I had people, I had an open window. It would have looked bad. (laughs) But anyway. (laughs) Um... (laughs) <laughs> I still had to wait three hours to even set the thing up because I had to wait until dinner and the kids had to go to sleep and then I set it all up and then I had to do the full download of everything again so I pretty much just ended up doing some editing last night I didn't even get to play it and this afternoon I got home and I was like I've got like an hour by myself before I have to go to dinner so I'm going to play it then and I booted it up and I spent about half an hour trying to get my cables to work because... I left it on all day to um, update everything and make sure everything was sweet. And it's sort of over, not overheated, but it's it must have just burnt out my adapter for my Astro headset. So that was fucking <laughs> up a bit. So it wasn't, Fuck it wasn't you. getting a signal to the fucking... Fuck you. <laughs> you got a spare one, didn't you? I just had to power surge it. and Not power surge it, fucking hell. Wow. Just, um, yeah, it just fucking tasered the cunt. Yeah. <laughs> I hooked a car battery up. I can just see this next week. You've burnt your PlayStation 5 out because you're using a dodgy cable. Oh, I'm no, so it's all the cables happy. are provided. It's, so, it's all good. All I had to do was just power run it. I just turned it off of the wall, reset it, works fine. Turned it all on, loaded up Destiny, and then I was sitting at the Beyond Light blue not blue screen but like the blue dotted background bit for a minute because i'll send out my stream and everything make sure i had all the audio and everything right and then i finally hit the moment where you click your character to log in and i move the analog stick and that icon moves so smoothly 
and everything just looks so perfect. I stopped right there and I messaged Sebs. I'm like, Sebs, it's so good. <laughs> I haven't even yeah. played yet. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. Even that the ship when you, your ship is just like bobbing, you're like, oh, I'm so hard. I hit the right tower now. and then I was like, I, I like launched the tower and I was like, all right, I'll get my phone. I'm at the tower. Fuck. All right. <laughs> yeah, you just so it's... you know that meme with the um like the really poorly played Titanic theme on the flute. Sounds yeah. really, that's what's going through my head at the moment as I have tears slowly <laughs> drizzling down my face. To be honest, mate, you are. It's going to be tears of joy when you obviously if you ever get one. Um, oh but, man! But man, twenty twenty three. But it turns yeah, out, I like. It turns yeah, out. I, 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 fuck! Go on, go on mate. I, I know you're excited. Go fine, on, go fine. It, go I was it. talking anyway. <laughs> I uh, I struggled for a second getting into the party chat. That's the only thing that threw me was because it was like called Game Center or something now. But other than that, so good, man. Yeah, because so it's odd, isn't it? It's such a weird setup because mm. it's 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 Game Center. You have to go in there. You have yeah. to find the party. You can't see who's in the party anymore. Um, if it's green, I think that indicates yeah, that somebody's in there. I don't fucking know. It's weird. It's just like it's got all of the members who are in that party chat but if they have like the green icon next to their name that means they're actually talking like they're actually in the party chat at the moment logged in not just invited into it oh yeah which is a bit irritating yeah because it's like, like I like loaded up and I was like fuck everyone's online but and then it was just monster <laughs> yeah yeah like I don't like playing play with Dilly that often so every time I'm like ah oh, fuck he's in this chat shit it's kind of weird if I yeah. back out now oh I purposely get on late so I can only play with Corgi. Like he's my favorite. <laughs> you know this is getting rec- <laughs> you know this is getting recorded, yeah. Yeah, but I t- I'll take this to court. So, what's the difference? Because obviously, my monitor is not compatible with the one twenty frame rate on Crucible until I buy a new monitor. <laughs> Potato TV. I know, I know. It's only it's only compatible to like sixty frames. Oh, first world problems, oh. but. Is there, have, you, have you been in? Have you been into Crucible yet? I played two strikes and then I had to go to dinner, so I haven't oh, played Crucible yet. You fucking. Wonder. I know. I was, I ran around the tower and I cooked. I baked cookies for the dawning, and then I ran to um, strikes with Vinny for a bit, and I had to go. Oh. Fuck. But I got the dawning ship, and as soon as I got it, Moss is like, "Here's what you do: you go into the ship and you put the Crucible shader on it." And I was like, "Okay, sure, why not? I trust you." And then it gives it this like matte black look and it looks like a bat wing like from Batman and it's got the metallic red underneath. It looks so good. So big props to Monster for that one. Nah. Making the shitty shift look awesome. Look, you supposed it looks to... like a PS2 rendering to be honest. <laughs> but it's so good. <laughs> it's, looking, it's looking like Cyberpunk fucking 2077. Yeah. It looks like it hasn't loaded the texture yet but I'm kind of into it. Well, I, this, I I question some of the shit that you're into, to be honest. Mate, love it. You love what I'm into. It it expands your world. That's <laughs> not the only thing into his expands. <laughs> let's let's not roll straight into the anal jokes because that was the <laughs> the the last forty five minutes of last week's podcast was us talking about uh, wizard sleeves and battered anuses and all that sort of this- stuff. <laughs> This raises a really good point because I was Devolved. referring to Agnikai giving you an erection, but yet you're talking about he's making you gape. 
Yeah, so. it's all the same. It's all. Oh, the same. fair enough. Isn't it all the same? It's yeah, like it's, 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 as you'll find out with the law. It's all a circle, man. It's all a circle. Comes around, goes around. It is as Bife says. What does he say, Biff? Yeah, Bof. He says it's all connected. <laughs> Come on, Biff. <laughs> Come on, Biff. Banf. Bof. <laughs> all right. Um, so this week at Bungie, obviously the dawning is happening at the moment. Same as last year, going bake cookies, go kill ads to get the ingredients. Nothing really amazing. Excuse me. The ornament set came out and hunters have horns all over their fucking face. Titans look the best, like we all said they did. That's not not much of a scale though. It's the best of the worst. And they're warlocks. Yeah. Oof. Sebs. Yeah. Sebs, what happened? I don't know. I, look, on the picture that I'm looking at, it looks like he's got breasts. So, look, it's... it's, it's yeah, it's isn't the, the dawning banner on the twob. Yeah, that's a uh, that's an incentive, I suppose. But um, yeah, I don't. What is their fascination with horns? Is it like they run the whole year with we have horns because they did it in um, the lost the the lost forest the Halloween thing, um, and the dawning before that they did horns yeah. as well. So like, I'm sure they could go through different armors throughout the centuries, like. Knight's armor. Mm. They did the Japanese thing. They did like they could do Viking shit for fuck's sake. Look at Shaxx. He has the horns. They fucking look fucking spectacular. Yeah, it, it would make more sense if the Crucible stuff kind of took a Viking look for a season or so, eh? Yeah, like just based off of what Shaxx looks like. You can easily go through every every um, century in the world, every century, and just pick and go. This is this is what's gonna happen. We're gonna have horns. Get the um. Whoever is designing the looks of the characters over on For Honor for Ubisoft, get them to come over and do a seminar on yes. the different eras of armor. Yeah. And then implement that. Because whoever's doing that over there is doing a fucking fantastic job. Yeah, look. So just bring that dude over, all chick, for a fucking seminar. We don't Do need horns. We, we don't need fucking sharp bits everywhere. Like, look at if you have a look at the Titan, look at the Titan shoulder pads. There's these little weird trailing. Yeah. Like. Make it make it more, make them more as if they would actually benefit in a in a combat situation or something like that. You know. Mm. It's well, so... See, I still like the the furry coat look for the Titan. Mm. It's like the um the big furry uh, collar piece and then the big shoulders. The um, all... the the EDZ armor set that you get. No, <laughs> oh maybe. No, it's an ornament. Um. Oh okay. shit! I can't but think of what it's called just, now. Just it's the one with like the the um the lion heads on the shoulders. Oh right. Yeah, the one I used to run all the time. Yeah. Well, that was completely different to this. Yeah. Every every other thing that Titans get is pretty much a slightly different shape of the last set. Yeah. And then you get that one. That was like the, the unique piece. But just, just looking at the Titan armor in that banner. If they just took all of the bits that are gold off the top of that armor, it would look so much better. Because mm. like they got their shoulder pads underneath that are a good height for a titan, and so that would kind of bring it in with the the forearm pieces and everything. Lose the freaking horns on top, but maybe keep that like bladed look going around. Lose yeah. the gold bits, and they all look a lot better. Especially the hunter. The hunter has I, 
as Sevs put it in the pre-show, a fucking dildo on his head. Yeah, look, that thing in the middle. They don't. You don't need that thing that sweeps back in the middle. It's it's not. It's it's hmm. just a. It's just a dumb thing that they're just trying to fill in gaps as such. But well, that's just there to please the people that kill hunters and then teabag a hunter. <laughs> that's just there for their assistance. That's all. Yeah, if you press it, it's a bell. But like, <laughs> how many? You can even just stick with an era. Just go. All right, I'm, we're going to go on nights, and then you could look at the French, you could look at the British, you could look at Germans and all that sort of mm. stuff. Get an armor class off them. Like and just yeah. Go nuts! Like they, they used to have a um, a bear hunting armor where it was a full set of armor with just spikes all over it, just like a full armor set of yeah. spikes, and they used to hunt bears with it. Just something cool like that. Just get bring in our history, just... render it, chuck it on. Everybody be happy because it's like, ooh, I can dress up as a knight, or I can dress up as a Viking, or swap and swap and switch. You know, imagine mm. um, imagine an Iron Lord. Because you'd expect, like, when, when their Iron Lords come out and stuff like that, they'd have massive, woolly coats on, looking like Vikings, but underneath is all this, like, futuristic armor and stuff. And then, like, a... Like, the same as Shaxx's helmet, but just slightly different. Massive horn, one horn's broken off. Mm. What would be cool is if you could actually put battle damage on these things. Like, set battle damage, but, like, you know when you, you make a character, you have their... Um, you, you can put tattoos on your face or um, paint marks if you're an exo and stuff like that. Yeah. But I have armor with battle yeah, damage. Yeah. Now that would be fucking smick. Yeah. I'd be into that a lot, actually. Yeah, be cool as fuck. The only annoying thing, well, not annoying thing is, but the only thing is that they've said, uh, Bungie's come out and said recently that um, they know that the weapon loophole was quite shallow for the online and season of the hunt so they've brought in more people um to expand on mm. the weapon pool and everything so we probably won't see too much variation in the armor for a little bit of time yet especially the only annoying thing is is that armor sunsetting is coming and we don't have transmog yet so we don't really know how that's going to work that's not coming out but until we've got armor season 15 season isn't it th- 13 14? 14 or 13 yeah so it's like two seasons away, or maybe a season away at least. But what I um, found, what I found crazy yeah. though is they say they brought people on to do this, obviously to do the uh, to deal with the issue with the sunset and weapons. But they're saying like almost fifty, sixty percent of Bungie's now workforce has never been in the office because of COVID. So these guys yeah. are just working from home, Zoom meetings and all that sort of stuff. Never never set foot in a bungee office and these guys are still pushing out not uh, not great content but serviceable content you know yeah content that's still playable and enjoyable Mm. um especially for the time that we're in right now where we got a lot of big games coming out outside of destiny and brand new console launches for them to make they're not trying to make amazing content because they know the player base just isn't going to be there for now but they're still making content for the playbase that is there that is still enjoyable, you know. And they're still bringing in incentives that keep people here and bring some people in. Mm. It's all slowly building up again. Back yeah, to- I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. like you say, they they've had to redesign, or sorry, not redesign, but recode the game to suit a whole new generation. Um, sorry. 
Um, yeah, they've had to redesign the whole game, recode it to suit a whole new generation of console. And now they've got little bits of content coming out. And obviously, like you say, it's not a lot, but it is serviceable. It is something. And as you say, giving that hardly any of the staff have actually been in the office that they're employed by, the fact that they're doing that, the fact they're doing it from home, it's credit to them. And, you know, we've got to stop comparing to what they did last year because nothing like this has ever happened before. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it's just, it's it's awesome to see um, them still pushing through in such a hard time for everyone. But yeah, that's that's all we really have from the 12 this week. Honestly, there wasn't much in there oh. to talk about. There was a hotfix that happened that brought the Warlock's melee abilities Get fucking back up. in not, there. <laughs> not as hard, but uh, they're still they're, they're powerful again, but not like to the point they were. So essentially it was, they had the penumbral blast increase, projectile range increased by 37%. Minimum distance to cast ranged melees reduced by 32%. This allows you to throw the ranged melee closer to enemies. So essentially for the Stasis Warlock, people were kind of getting annoyed because they would try and do the freeze melee up close and it wasn't working. They were just doing the normal palm because they were too close in range and the whole problem was, was that they reduced the range of the projectile to begin with so you had to be close. So it wasn't working. So bringing that range in a bit more allowing you to do the freezing blast and use your stasis ability more effectively, essentially, is all that is. Which is good. means you can use your subclass again. Mate, I never left. I never left. What I did did, um, watch a video on the other day is um, the Sid the Sloth helmet. So the Mm -hmm. Sid the Sloth helmet, it's a bit like what the video is saying is how, um, talking um, talking about warlocks and stuff, is how... It's a very underutilized helmet. Like it, if you burn the person first and then do all your um, supers on them, you can t- times three damage. So they were saying that if you burn the person, you are automatically hitting crits as you're doing your um as you're doing your uh, your super mel- uh, your super um uh, dawn blade thing. So it was, oh, it, right. it tripled your damage. And I just want to bring that up because because we just talk about warlocks, but it tripled it'll triple your damage. So it's it's mm. uh, it's a path that I'm kind of going down now and um, having a look at see what type of builds there are for that um, for that bloody Sid the Sloth helmet. Yeah, we sort of writ, wrote um, wrote a few of those exotics off before they came out, didn't we? Like the Sid the Sloth helmet, all the um, hunter helmet that gives the throwing the heavy throwing knife a double bounce. Mm. A lot of people wrote that off like. Uh, it's just an extra bounce and what's the tracking going to be like on it but videos have come out since where you have to proc it by getting a couple of crit hits not kills but it's basically a burst from a pulse rifle to the head you can throw that throwing knife it'll bounce twice and off the second bounce it's like truth level tracking like it'll do 90 degree turns and hit people without fail yeah. and it's a, at that point chest hit kill like full health if it hits your chest it'll kill you yeah, yeah, because you can just hit it. If the person's coming around the corner, you can just hit the wall in front of mm. you and it will bounce and then hit the guy. Like, he's yeah. uh, he's strong. He's strong. And obviously, as as mm. the time goes past, you'll get pure, pure builds on it and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think it's going to come around. There's a, there's a funny video that went around Twitter where 
uh, it's from the point of view of the person throwing the throwing knife, but they had a shotgunner running at them and they had the uh, melee procced and they threw it and it bounced off a wall, bounced off the wall behind the person with the shotgun and hit him in the back of the head for the kill. <laughs> very good, very funny. Yeah, that guy. But yeah, it's, yeah, the shotgun is not happy, but still. It's good to see exotics coming into the game that make us play a lot more differently than what we're used to. Like we all went for mask of back, uh, yeah, mask of backrest to get that uh, that hunter teleport. But there's other stuff that just makes it more fun, like the Sid the Sloth helmet doing crazy amounts of damage. We all wrote that off as like, oh, it's more Dawnblade damage. Yeah, in the trailer it took down a champion pretty quickly, but ah, it won't be that great. Well, it, and look at it. It's the area effect as well, because you're taking down that champion, but anything that comes towards you, they get burn damage. They're all double damage. So you, it is. They work. They class it as um, a area effect um, uh, damage, like um, uh, uh, enemy killer, because they did it with the um, uh, the laser beam, not the tickle fingers, the um, the chaos reach. Yeah, the chaos reach, and it outranked the chaos reach for damage. Right. Mm. Nice. But you got twenty, forty thousand, uh, thousand points. Far out. Mm. That's some that's some next level damage. That's Might fucking warlocks for you, mate. Fucking master race warlocks. <laughs> All right. Shame they got shit armor. Fuck. <laughs> You're not far fucking wrong, mate. We don't talk about ornaments here. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't brought a dress out with a fucking flower on the sides and stuff like that. Like, go the full oh, that's dress. Coming. Yeah, like frills. Oh, don't worry about it. They're coming. Yeah. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. That that will be called the Yoo-hoo. <laughs> It'll be called the Sevs. <laughs> all right. Oh boy. Should we get into the law? Let's do it. Is that man. all we want to talk about for what we've done this week? Yeah, I think I think that's everything. Really, we um. Yeah, I think we covered. Yeah. Yeah. So where we left off last week for uh, Gyro, Sathona, and Ulrash was they had met the worms and they had been given their given the bargain of if you take these worms, you get ultimate power, but you must always obey your desires. So for Ulrash, she may never cease to inquire or explore. For Savathun, she may never abandon cunning. And for Zyro, she may never cease to test her strength. So now we're getting to the point where we see if they accept these terms if they, and where this path starts to lead them for their hunt for uh, Tojan. Uh, say it right, mate. It's Teox. Come on. <laughs> this fucking guy. Hans has got fucking jokes. <laughs> Alright. Verse 2.0. Immortals. We are your worm gods, the flesh of hope. Our compact is done. You are our rush eternal. And we are bound to you as close as your appetites, as your loves or needs, as the weapon in your fists and the word in your throat. We've had enough of this dismal place, haven't you? We are intagliating your ship with larvae. Go back to your species. Spread the good news in your osmium court and the hydrogen fountain in the bone plaza and the star surgery. You will rise up into the world. If anyone rejects symbiosis with our children, make an example of them. 
a mighty wave is coming for them all. They die anyway, save only what can be saved. The worm grants you power over your own flesh, Aldash. When you've taken the king morph, what will your adult name be? Alrix. It means long thought. We approve. They seem to add a lot of just random words onto things like hydrogen fountain. Like it's just a fountain. <laughs> Bone plaza. <laughs> Star surgery. Intagliating is um, the form of engraving something. So it's basically read as we are engraving your ship with larvae, basically. Through the Oxford Dictionary, as I just Googled. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I can't read, but yeah. Yeah, so Orish, out, sorry, Alrash becomes Alrix after taking the King Morph. So that's her second form, her adult form, as they called it. Um, and yeah, we don't really get much else beyond that. Yeah, it's not. It's not a lot in that one. No, it's only a short one. That one. Hmm. But they do say reject if anyone t- who rejects is, rejects is, rejects our worms, kill them. They're dead anyway. What's the point? Yeah. Don't argue with them. Not much more to go on, I guess. Who wants to read number two? Conquerors. Yeah, I'll do this. I'll do this, guys. Okay. I'll do this. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Savathun, Mother Morphus Sathona, we delight in your sharp mind. For millions of years, the Leviathan caged us here. It is the pawn of the sky, a philosophy of the cosmic slavery. The sky seeds civilizations predicted on a terrible lie that right actions can prevent suffering, that pockets of artificial rules can defy the final beautiful logic. This is like trying to burn water. Antethical of nature of reality where deprivation and competition are universal. In the deep, we enslave nothing. Liberation is our passion. We exist to help the universe achieve its terminal, self-forging glory. The war rages on. Soon it will consume the fundament. Uh, We are pleased with the use of the lava to create mighty knights, plentiful warriors. Teox retreats to the hydrogen fountain, proves your superior strength. But you must know that reclaiming your home is not enough. There are 511 species living on Fundament. One of them must have the technology you need to leave this world. Antithetical, directly opposed or contrasted, mutually incompatible. So fire and water, incompatible. Yeah. So like, there's 511 species living on Fundament. They. Didn't they say that there was a thousand species living on Fundament? Because yeah, that was from um, Arash's point of view of her short travels and then coming across coming to so many species at the same time gave her the impression that there was thousands. Well, I was these, just I was these just worms obviously see more than that. Well, I was just thinking because the the um, syzygy has happened. Do you reckon it's just like it's happened or it's happening in the process? Do you reckon it's just wiped it's in out? The process. Do you reckon it's just wiped out half of civilizations? And now that's why there's only 511 species living on Fundament? Could be. It could be, yeah. Like, the, the syzygy is happening and the bubble is forming that a bunch of them have already died off. Like, who's to say? Because they go up there and there is no uh, syzygy. 
because it, it's it's happened it's already happened well what I, I think it's already happened but um because they're not going to be able to go up there in the process of syzygy because they'll just get wiped out themselves surely uh i don't think so i think it's still on its way because previously um Sithona was saying like you won't live she was saying to Al Rash, you won't live to see proof of your syzygy because you'll die before we get to that point i'll never get to be a mother uh, uh take the mother morph and eat the jelly like it's something that's still coming but they wouldn't have seen in their time but the syzygy isn't the part that's going to kill anything it's what comes from the syzygy yeah the, so the, the syzygy can come and go and then the god wave will come they're, yeah they're two separate events it's the the god wave is the the aftermath of the syzygy so to speak yeah yeah, yeah so that'll all come up shortly yeah all right moving on mm-hmm. all right the next one i'll take this one guys don't worry i've got it <laughs> are you sure yeah mate yeah look, some I'll, big I'll, words I'll, I'll take one for the team yeah what's this word cat k-a-t it's no. dog what the dog. fuck <laughs> I went to school right. <laughs> out of the deep Seville Wrath Night Morph of Syro you love to conquer don't you we love to see you work nearly 2% of Fundament's surface is now our dominion your species embraces the worm the syzygy has passed. The god wave will reach you in less than two years. Our organs informs us that Taox and her surviving refusalists flee towards Kaon Atoll. She hopes to rally species of fundament against you. The Leviathan's agents work tirelessly to destroy ships and engines, trapping us on fundament. If we cannot make ships, we will become them. Overwhelm the Kaon Bastion. Slaughter everyone there. From your axe, we shall obtain the logic we require to cut a space open and migrate to orbit. Reality is a fine flesh. Our gen- oh, general hours let us feast of it. So there you go. The syzygy is passed, but the god wave will reach you in less than two years. Two years, yeah. God, I can see into so the future. First. Yeah. There's... It's pretty self-explanatory what it is at the moment. There's you can't read much into it. You can't read more much more into this. It's basically just going out. You need to find the technology to get off this planet. The God Wave is coming yeah. in less than two years. More than likely, you are gonna die if that got if you're here with the same time as that God Wave. Well, a, a sim. A, I'm sorry, not a simple. An interesting point of this to I guess remember for much later on is uh, where is it slaughter everyone there from your axe we shall obtain the logic we require to cut space open and migrate to orbit now am i wrong in thinking of descendant realms by cutting the space open no you're absolutely than, right yeah so that's something there i guess as a reference to what we know as the descendant realm um but yeah just something to think of mm-hmm. this is i guess the stepping stones to where we are obviously so and this is them setting up the idea of passing the power up to the worms the main worms themselves um through slaughter and i would say um through zero wrath they're doing this because this probably well i mean depending on how you look at it some tactics could require cunning or 
intellect or knowledge to kind of feed that, but most likely it'd be through Zebra or Rath, and they're directly talking to to her about this in this passage. So yeah, they're using phrases like slaughter and everything like that. It, it's a, yeah, it's a battle axe. Yeah, they're definitely not, talking. The, the they're definitely talking to her and saying through your actions, Zivu, you will free us with your violence and your power. We will gain the logic to open and migrate to orbit. Just another, uh, just another thought. Um, at the at the point where it says, "If we cannot make ships, we'll be become them," is their ships organic? What do you mean? Uh, well, well, you say if we cannot make ships, we'll become them. So, are they evolving their people to become organic ships, and then they can use their ships to bugger off? I think that's the worms saying that. If we cannot board ships, we will become the ships. So, like, they they become the thing that lets them open the gateway to leave that realm. So, it's not a physical thing where they're just flying through space, um, but more of a... They become the tool to open the way. Maybe if they could turn into the flesh gardens again. Maybe. Or the star surgery. Ooh. I don't know. Who knows? It's all connected. <laughs> uh, verse 2, 3. Into the sky. You've done well, Aurex. Can you feel the growth of your worm? Can you feel your will beginning to wrap mere law? At times we detect sadness in you. Understand, long thinker, that you enact a sacred and majestic task. Existence is the struggle to exist. Only by playing the game to its final, unconditional victory can we complete the universe. Your war is divine work. We are free from Fundament's core, and Sabathun's cutters are ready to fly. With Zuvu or Wrath victorious, we have opened a wound at Kahan, a wound leading to geostationary orbit. Behold, we are faithful to our convent. We have no future on Fundament but her moons will make fine habitats. Let us rise. Again, that's short one. These are really short, eh? Yeah, they, they're very, very short. But, yeah, so... Same with the Osmian King getting slain. In between these two passages, they've gone off and they've taken over Kahan and freed the worms, allowing them to cut into geostationary orbit, I guess. Your war is divine work. Again, yeah, again, these are a lot more self-explanatory to what's happening. Yeah, there's there's no reading between the lines and trying to find out what, trying to trying to find out different things that's happening in the background and stuff like that. It is just basically to the point. You were gonna. This is what's happened. Back on onto the next uh, stage, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess when they took the worms. They just accepted that they had taken their morphs because they never really did the... Like, I'm assuming there was some sort of ritual for them to take on their adult form, but now they just all refer to it as Alric, Sabathun, and Zebra or Wrath, so... Well, throughout the game, throughout the game, now. throughout the game, there's always... You always, oh, go and break that... Go and break that ritual up. Go and have a look at that ritual. Like, you always see them all tucked around, like, praying and all that sort of yeah. stuff and something's going on. Yeah. Yeah, it must have just happened in between, but we don't really see it. 
But yeah, again, this is not a lot. Yeah, they just. The only thing is, we have no future on Fundament, but her moons will make fine habitats. Let us rise. So that's where their journey, their journey starts taking them up through the fifty-two mean fifty-two moons of Fundament, and off of the gas giant surface. Eventually out into the cosmos, I guess. Well, you jump, you jump, you jump in slightly ahead there because that is the basically the first line of the next verse. Oh, so- <laughs> yeah. Good news. Oh, man. the fifty-two I, moons I of Fundaments holds the staffing and civilization far more sophisticated than anything you've encountered so far. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Sorry for the spoiler. Yeah. Teok ships fled towards a large ice moon where the species of bony six-armed cephalopods keep their icy capital. Savathuns named them the Anamite. They seem eager to grant Teok's asylum. Idiots. We tried to peel into their hopes and dreams. This was largely unsuccessful, basically because they have already happy and indoctrinated. This angered us, so we devised a plan. Our organs detected a 53rd moon in orbit of Fundament. A traveller, divine presence of the sky. Now we know what arranged the syzygy. You'll have to kill them all and take their stuff. Once the Anamite are out of the way, we can deal with the traveller. It is... They are banging the points in. They are, There is no fucking about, is it? They are just onto one battle, onto the next battle... There's the next plan. Yeah. Bang, 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 bang. And they just completely... I don't know about completely, but it's not even like a big reveal moment. It's like, there's 52 moons. There's a 53rd one. A traveler. It's like, fucking really? Yeah, it's a big white so thing. You're, yeah, it's like... I mean, obviously the wording is for us as readers to go, Oh my God, it's the traveler. I don't know what that means. This. I get what's happening here, but it's like, yeah, so the Traveller caused yet another extinction event. For fuck's sake, Traveller. But it's all except, uh, all this stuff and realise for a second that there's three now. Yeah, but you have to, well, re- I mean, you have to realise, though, you have to realise what's... So the darkness, as we discussed over the last maybe three, uh, two episodes now, the darkness knows what plans it needs to put in place to get the results at the end. So... In that way, yeah. the traveler knows what plans it needs to do to get to the results at the end. So it's trying to stop the hive from being, and that's what it's found. That's what it said. It's, that's what it's done. It's, it's. I have to get rid of this race as a whole. How am I going to do this? I'm just going to drag fifty-two moons together, and then calls the syzygy. It knows what the end result is. So it's trying to combat that end result, and if that means taking out. The, uh, the hive at the beginning that's what it's doing it's like that the conundrum of if we kill Hitler as a baby then there's not going to be the holocaust but then it's always the contradiction to yeah. that is if you kill the if you kill Hitler baby Hitler's baby or baby Hitler however you want to pronounce it then something else something else could come out that's worse so the end results could yeah. be worse so yeah. it's it's sometimes our actions to prevent a disaster or a catalyst to make it even worse. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It now it's the question of has the traveler made something worse 
by trying to prevent something else from happening. So it wasn't even the original target of the hive. The hive are the result of him taking, well, it, sorry, taking out something else. I think it would have been... But then the same question would be, has the darkness made it even better by trying to prevent these things? Mm, That is a good one. But it's a tet for tat. I think think the hive would have come around... It would have just taken them a lot longer to come around the road and... Uh, come in contact with the traveler. I think the traveler pulling the worlds, uh, pulling the moons together to cause the syzygy, just basically put a spotlight on himself and gone. Yeah, you're you're an enemy. You're an enemy of the deep. So that's what we're gonna. That's what we're gonna aim for now. That is what we're building up our armies for, and then we're gonna get you. And then whoever's whoever's in the whoever's in the um, the spotlight of the traveler, whoever the traveler's helping, they are the next enemy. You know, they are just gonna hammer that but it's it's just that's what i think maybe because you don't like the winnow and the gardener they had a big fight and then they got thrown into the universe so in theory they could be just children children playing at um trying a big playing a big boy's game you know so you don't think that, like we, you get street smarts and go, oh, i'm not going to talk to that guy because i'm going to get they could turn into something else where a child will go i'm just going to talk to that guy so it, it may- and, the, and the other thing is, well, is at the very start of it, we talked about the winner and the gardener playing the flower game and how they were trying to find these moves that would make them the ultimate winner. I, get, I guess the other thing is, is that the situation we're in now is that it's no longer a simulation. It's the actual game. This is the real thing. So the winner and the gardener are now in these positions or the light and darkness are now in these positions where they are trying to counter the moves that they know are going to happen. So the hive coming is a move, you know, that could have been a, a big issue further on down the track. So the traveler is trying to eliminate that issue now. Hmm. But then the darkness is also going to have a way to counter that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like you said, like we said before, the darkness knows what the fuck is going on. It's going to go yeah. well. So they're trying to be... They're both trying to play like six steps ahead of where they are. Yeah, it's a chess move, isn't it? It's this the chess game, yeah. like you said. It's the flower game. We, we we kind of put it in the same kind of category as chess. They move the pawn. The person moves the pawn to counteract that move, and then it needs to know that pawn is going to be six moves in front that you could have a checkmate. But then the darkness knows that next six moves, so it's going to counteract that checkmate with its own checkmate. It's fucking confusing especially three gins deep it's It's very confusing (laughs) alright so moving on Mm -hmm. alright born as prey this is unacceptable are you so weak born as prey and doomed to die by predator Oryx's failure of resolve led us to catastrophe the Anamite fleets under Chroma Admiral Refrit have pressed us back into the sixth moon once more, we find ourselves burrowing into a world's core to survive. Sabathun, you must draw Arix out of Catatonia. Make him understand that the ideals of peace and stability he clings, uh, clings to are cancers. Brutal, unjust obstacles between us and a fair cosmos. These are bait stars the sky uses to blind its slaves. War is a natural rectification of inequality. The universe's way of pursuing equilibrium. 
Zevor Wrath, you could not defeat the Anamites and Taox in line combat. We propose new, ta new tactics. Breed your armies back to strength and find a way to disperse the broods across these many moons. If we cannot defeat their strengths, we will infect their weaknesses. So that's interesting. So a few weeks back, we said that in terms of um, the season of the hunt and the way Zivu Arath is working, where she's coming in and corrupting people, it doesn't seem very much her style. But now reading this, it seems like this is sort of an origin point to her working that way of instead mm. of just going in head first, work, being smarter about things and working around it. But it points out these guys ain't, are not infallible. The hive, the, it seems that the hive is just pure brute and it will just push and push and push, maybe overriding them with, with just complete manpower. But at the end of the day, they're, yeah. still, they're still quite young. They're still quite un, untested in war and stuff like that. So when you get a Cromer Admiral Rafrit, he's could possibly have a lot of a number of years been under his belt so he knows war he knows combat and stuff like that so he's just beaten the shit out of him and then urax have just gone into he's just gone to bits doesn't he he's he's catatonic yeah just giving up being a bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's he he's taken the idea of instead of trying to go to war with it, make peace, and that's how we get around this instead. But Ziva Rath can't work that way due to her worms. She just can't give up on the war. She has to constantly push the conflict to well, her own detriment, even. Zivu, yeah, yeah, Ziva Rath just needs to be fighting, doesn't she? She needs to be continuously fighting to feed her worm. Yeah. These are very short uh, uh, verses. They are tiny, aren't they? We may have to just go a little bit further on the book. Yeah, I'm thinking so. Maybe I uh, might keep it short. Might make it a bit easier for me to get this edited out this week because I'm pretty busy. Well, so yeah, well, that's, that's, that's a shorter that's, one would be. Yeah. yeah, I can always get in and play some Crucible then at the same time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Verse 2 6. The Sword Logic. At last. We knew curiosity would draw you back, Alrix. In their desperation, the Ammonite have begun using paracols or weapons. What are these? How do they work? Wouldn't you like to know? Suffice to say that some powers in this universe are superordinate to mere material physics. The source of these weapons is the Traveller, the sky's bait star. Their effect is subtle, but devastating. But you are armed to respond in kind. Savathun's mothers have listened carefully to our teachings. We will not give you the deep, King Alrix. That power is for us, your gods. But we will teach you to call upon that force with signs and rituals. Small minds might call it magic. You are no longer bound by casual closure. Your will defeats war. Kill a hundred of your children with a long blade, Alrix, and observe the change in the blade. Observe how the universe shrinks from you in terror. Your existence begins to define itself. Of course, High Alrix, we know it was not curiosity alone that brought you back to the war. You felt your own death growing inside you. You must obey your nature. Your worm must feed. So that's starting to make it a lot more interesting of 
what will happen if they turn away from their worm. He could feel the death growing inside of him and he could feel himself getting weaker and so he knew he had to go back and push on with Zebrath and try and find a way through this instead of taking the peaceful route. And then they obviously they introduced sword logic, which is the basics mm. basis of all I don't want to say religion, but it's they quite uh, they're quite fevered about it. So they introduce that, and then that's where everything kind of stems it, from, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's ultimately their life force, the soul logic. The idea of having to prove yourself the strongest amongst your peers to survive, not phys- not just because of. Uh, fighting against each other but you will physically die off as a hive if you don't constantly prove yourself stronger yeah so yeah they've got a wasting disease that they need to continuously feed they literally have a worm they literally have a worm inside them yeah like a tear flesh room tear flesh room yeah the weakness and it's interesting how they show it going so high as to be like represented through Alex slowly feeling his own death happening because he's turning away from his own nature and away from the sword logic instead of just like some of his brood dying off because they're not doing anything they're like it affects even the highest of highs because mm. obviously he's going to be drawing he'll be drawing power from the lowest all the way up the ranking system into himself. So he's going to kill all the lower lower people off first and then in countries uh, like rings coming into him then. Hmm. All right. Verse 2.7. The weakness verse. You are dead, young Oryx, betrayed and murdered by your own sister for the crime of mercy. Remember what you said the Anamite uh, Satellite Congress. We will parley on neutral ground. Savathun's witches have rendered it utterly neutral. No living thing will ever claim it again. The space around the dry moon stinks of rot. This is good. This is right. You will learn from this. Don't you understand, great king? Don't you want to build something real, something that will last forever? Our universe gutters towards down towards old entropy. Life is an engine that burns up energy and produces decay. Life builds selfish, stupid rules. Morality is one of them, and the sanctity of life is another. The rules are impediments to a great work, the work of building a perfect, undying undying creation, a civilization everlasting, something that cannot end. If a civilization cannot defend itself, it must be annihilated. If a king cannot hold his power, he must be betrayed. The worth of a thing can determine only by the one beautiful arbiter, that thing's ability to exist, to go on existing, to remake existence to suit its survival. All that would oppose this arbiter is unholy and false. All the misery of terror on your ancestors springs from the lies of the sky, who denieth this truth. Your ancestors endured the most hostile conditions, and now you must go on creating those conditions even unto your sisters, even unto your offspring. Savathun's betrayal is the greatest gift she could offer you. Your body is gone, but you have endured, safe in the cyst universe created by your own might, your throne world. 
from this day forward, Oryx, you and your sisters will each survive death so, as lo so long as you aren't killed in your own throne. Even as your sisters press the attack against the Anamites, the God Wave devastates Fundament. Trillions will die, but the survivors will never forget, and their descendants will always be ready for another syzygy. When you return to the material universe, use this lesson to complete your work. Teox wasn't th wasn't on the dry moon. She must be laughing at you. So, so that yeah. is the introduction of his his throne world. Like in Destiny One, you kill you kill him, and then you go into his throne world and you kill him again. So. Yeah, you, you should. In theory, you should never be brought back. No, well, they, even earlier on, they talk about uh, take your brood away and heal them, or you know, grow them stronger, and that is a, a, another reference to the throne world. And as you say, he should never have come back. But you can't kill any of these unless you kill them in their throne world. If you don't kill them there, they don't die. Well, it was conversation. It was conversation in ether about um, Oryx coming back, even though he's been killed in his own world. Like whether it's going to be back if they regurgitate his um, his raid. And yeah, well, this this brings me back to um, what's his face, his windows. Yep, and the the limitless realms of possibility, basically. That we can be fighting Oryx, and then we can fight whoever, and we can go to wherever, whenever, at any point in the the tape of time. So you know, if if they do regurgitate that, is it going to be under the pre the principle of we are in a different realm? We are no longer fighting Oryx; we are fighting Oryx. Possible? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Possible because like they've they started bringing in uh, with the um, Exo Stranger Elsie Bree. They've brought in. They've introduced different timelines. They've also brought in the dark timeline. So what stops them bringing in uh, a timeline where the Guardians did not exist, where the Guardians didn't kill him in his uh, throne world? And he's just sitting there waiting, and then the, the windows open, and you roll in, and he's just standing there, not killed. He's standing there, and he's ready for you. You know, maybe slightly more yeah. powerful. Eh? I mean, the other the other part of it is is we we have a expansion called Lightfall coming. What if that is going back to this point that we're talking about now with the syzygy and everything? Well, previously that we've been talking about with the syzygy and the God Wave. And that we've sort of, you know, deciphered that that was caused by the Traveller. What if Lightfall is the destruction of the Traveller at this point? Oof. Using these these windows of possibilities. You know, as you say, we've got all these new potential storylines opening and they are trying to close all of the previous storylines. Mm-hmm. So what if this is a way that they can open new ones while closing old ones without actually doing a lot? Luck, it's you just it's there's there's so much. There's like Lightfall isn't coming out until 22, 21, 22. 22. Yeah. So there's what six there's six DLCs before that. 
with uh, well two there'll be five dlcs one um expansion which is uh the witch queen witch queen yeah yeah and so look they they like they possibly could open up a whole range of these doors you know like you said they have yeah. they have the gateway obviously in the gateway strike by uh, Clovis Bray they have the windows that he goes through um, it's emphasized when he goes through and gets the um, no time to explain for Elsie Bray yeah so there's all these possibilities and you know it'd be it could like even if it was the fact that they killed our traveler we have to go and find another traveler to bring it back so we can combat the darkness like mm. something like that you know it's it's Oh, it's been done before in the old in most worlds in most books and stuff like that there's always this stage where your guy dies you have to go into the future or you have to go into the past or a different fucking um, a timeline to pull back that person then that's going to save the world you know yeah yeah this is completely well not completely off topic but a little off topic here um, actually no you know what it's pretty on the mark Destiny 1 we had our characters that went through all of these events, right? You would walk through the tower and you'd be acknowledged for completing said events. Destiny 2, we have our character. We walk through the tower and we get acknowledged for these things that we've completed now. But at the start, we weren't acknowledged for a whole lot. Do you know what I mean? Like, you walk into Destiny 1 now, you, you open the game up and you walk through the tower. And you get people that acknowledge you for being the Kingslayer and, and all this sort of jazz. Yeah. You open Destiny 2, you get acknowledged for being there to slay Riven, having gone through Scourge of the Past and everything. But at the start of Destiny 2, you weren't the same Guardian, mm. Champion Guardian from Destiny 1. So what if Destiny 1 and Destiny 2 are just two windows of Clovis Bray's windows of realms because they're clearly two separate characters there's no way that you'd go through like two separate beings uh, why are we not acknowledging the the battles one in destiny one why are we acknowledging any of that in destiny two well, I think we do acknowledge those do we though yeah they've been acknowledged by zavala during vanilla destiny um a few times they don't get acknowledged now mainly in New Light because that's supposed to be those characters starting then but as a veteran character you do get dialogues of Destiny 1 I was, yeah. I was just going to say because Activision paid a lot of money to stop it <laughs> it could also honestly be that it could be problematic there that yeah. they just can't well, reference well, it that anymore because yeah I wasn't a D1 vet so but I mean like I've obviously played through it near Mate. But I, I started that after I'd started D two. Mate, you were gonna, oh, well, there so. you go. you're gonna be, yeah, um, the uh, the glass one. Fucking hell, the new raid is coming out. Vault of glass. Vault of glass, man. Ooh, that gorgon. Oh yeah, that gorgon. Yeah, Corgi's leading that. Corgi's got his empty clears. He's gonna get us through. Jesus, man. That's gonna All be. Right. That's gonna be hell of a night. It's gonna be fun. It's mm-hmm. gonna take about six Three minutes years. unless they change something in there. It's gonna take like ten minutes. All right, there we are. We're done now. But they are. I don't think they have changed anything. I think there was an interview where they said they've kept it the same, but they've also they didn't verbally say this next bit, but they 
sort of nodded to a question of if weapons are coming back from Destiny 1 as well, being Fatebringer and so on. They've already confirmed Fatebringer's coming back. I don't know about yeah. Mech, I don't know about Vex Mythoclass or the armor that Ooh. the um, the armor is there, but um, yeah, um, Fatebringer's coming back. Hmm. I would say the rest of the legendaries are coming back from that as well. You think so? Because it's such a it's mm. such a an iconic raid that if you talk to anybody who did D one, Vault of Glasses, they go to for some reason. It is that's in their mind, just... you know. A lot of the time it was the first, and the weapons in that were just so good. Like, Fabringer was amazing, Vision of Confluence, the Scout Rifle was amazing, Avian's Epilogue, the, the, it's almost as powerful as Gnawing Hunger was for a time, but it shoots at 600, no, it shot fast, it was like 720, just like dunked bullets, wow. and it had a um, glass half full or something like that, where it got more powerful towards the end of the mag. So, yeah. and they were all energy weapons. Oh, sorry, they were all um, weapons with burns on them in a primary slot as legendaries at the time. So you could have three elemental weapons um, outside of exotic, exotics that way, which is really cool. Yeah, okay. But yeah. All right. All right. Uh, uh, we are verse 2.8 Leviathan Rises. The Leviathan has broken cover. The old priest is in open space, moving towards the Anamite home moon. Kramer Admiral Refreet and his elite guard move with it. Refreet is a hero of his generation, an Anamite of peerless battlecraft. His dance circles around Zivorath, but now he has to protect his holy Leviathan. We'll give it give the old lunk a word. Ruin, grief and run. Ikrul lost, the Anamite ravaged. Our travellers' work undone. Sisters of Ulrush, open your eyes. Who made your monsters? Who summoned the wave? Make peace. Join with me in a golden renewal. Sorry, coughing. It's all right. In counter-argument, Oryx, we ask you this. What has the Leviathan done for your people? Who gave you immortality and led you out of your prison? Who answers your questions about the universe with truth instead of serum sermons? Find Jesus. Detante? Deante? Yep. yep. Detante. Find Detante with Savathun. Crush the Chrome Admiral. Boil the Anamite Seas. And slaughter Leviathan with witchcraft. Once the way is open, we'll show you how to eat the traveller. Back to what we thought of, back to where we, so the Traveller was there with the 52 moons. Yeah. But then it just turned on and said, uh, who made your monster? Who summoned the wave? And that's from the Leviathan. So he's pointing out that the darkness summoned the wave. That, that is, that's what he's pointing out. Sister of Urash, open your eyes. Who made the, you monsters? Obviously the worms. Who summoned the wave? He's saying as if, the traveler didn't didn't summon the wave, even though I would, I, I'd say ninety percent that the traveler would summon the wave just to knock everything on the head, like before it gets out of hand. Make peace, join me in golden renewal. So he's pointing out that the darkness is, and he kind of points out the fact that the darkness is gravitational pull and uh, gravitational powers and stuff like that. 
that he's pulled the moons into place. Well, what if the Dark... Sorry, if the Leviathan is called upon the Traveller? So who summoned the Wave? It's like the Wave was called upon. The Wave was a, a byproduct of the Syzygy. So what if the calling of the Traveller to come into the area to be the 53rd moon during the Syzygy is what caused this Wave? So maybe he's... It's suggesting it was the one that called the Traveller there. And then make peace, join me with a golden renewal. Well, we've gone through, like, the humanity went through a golden, the golden age. Yeah. So maybe being able to foresee that as a byproduct of the wave. Yeah, but you'd, you'd expect him to, you'd expect the darkness or the worms, whoever they are working with, um, would turn around and go, in the counter argument, turn around and go, oh, we didn't summon the wave. The traveller summoned the wave. Like, the, it, that argument doesn't point out that they did not, they they did not summon the wave. So that's the they, they turn around and go, well, the Leviathan, was the Leviathan done for your people? They didn't turn around and go, well, we didn't, we, did, we didn't summon the wave, but what's the Leviathan done for you? We give you immortality. Like, you think, like a normal argument would be, well, actually, I didn't do that, but what I have done for you is this. You know, yeah. I've given you a flashlight in your stomach. I just wanted to also <laughs> add that was the most difficult line to read. What has the Leviathan ever done for you? Without going straight to Monty Python in my head. What have the Romans ever done for us? Oh, that's, <laughs> that geez. was really brutal. Jesus I just want to put that out there. Wow. That's all I could think of. That's all this podcast <laughs> is, is Monty Python references that no one will understand What's, because they're not 40. It's a, I don't care. I'm not 40. <laughs> Listeners? 35. Life of Brian. <laughs> Life of Brian. Search for the Holy Grail. Watch them. They are fantastic British comedies. Fantastic. Amen, sister. So classic. Oh, so good. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> we are rearing through this. There's no, no. There's not any f- like laughs and stuff. We are just powering through this shit. Oh yeah. Yeah, but there's not a lot to comment on with this stuff. No, like, it's, it's very. Not. Right there. <laughs> We're sort of just reading for people now instead of. Fill- well, not filling it out, but. Uh... Helping them understand. It's like, I might as well just read them a fucking picture book at this point. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, we're putting our little bullshit into there as well. Yeah, otherwise we don't have a podcast. We're doing an audio book. (laughs) (laughs) But what we're reading at the moment, there's really not a lot for us. I mean, everything's pretty well cut and dry with what what is said in these passages. So, so, the first one was open to interpretation quite a lot. Yeah. I just had a funny image of... um, of the Book of Sorrows and then on the uh, audio book and then on the back it's just a picture of Sebs in black and white with like his chin on his hand <laughs> like like <laughs> uh, with the chin slime. on the hand with his fingers like pointed in doing like a wait until next week yeah. guys wait until next week I am gonna upset so many fuckers next week oh I can't wait <laughs> I'm rare enough for this shit next quote week. is and his favourite quote in the back of the book will be and that fucking warlock arm <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, All that'll right. be another quote of his too. <laughs> yeah. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Whoa now! Whoa now! Wow, wow, we don't are. talk to me about reading. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Who is uh, it? It's you, mate. Yep. 
Verse 2-9, Crusaders. It's done. Ea and Yule feed on Leviathan's carcass. Zivurath has made a temple of the Chrome Admiral's impaled corpse. Below us, Sabathun's poisons stain the Ammonite home sea black. Their screams flavor the void. The Traveler has fled. Bitch. Do you understand, Aldrix? Do you thrill at the secrets of... Do you thrill at the secrets, Sabathun? Do you relish the edge of this truth, Zivurath? Do you see the beautiful shape? The Ammonite occupied a piece of reality. They rented their existence on fundament. They rented their existence on fraudulent terms, making themselves happy and fat, fencing themselves in soft lies and sweet. Apocrypha? Is that right? Apocrypha. Apocrypha? Mm-hmm. Okay. Fencing themselves in soft lies and sweet apocrypha, saying we are peaceful and good, we harm nothing. Their golden age was a cancer. They did nothing to advance the cause of life. They burnt up time and matter and the thought on this solipsistic... Oh my god, what is that word? Solipsistic. Solipsistic? Solipsistic. They burnt up time... Solipsistic? That's the word. Solipsistic? Okay. They burnt up time and matter and thought on this solipsistic... They burn up time and matter and thought on this solipsistic, onastic pursuit of safety, insulating themselves from death, making a, making a regressive pocket of useless stability. Fucking hell, I've lost it now. Making a regressive pocket of useless stability. When they could have helped whittle the universe towards its final, perfect form. And your people, suffering in the deep, you became more worthy of existence than the Ammonite. You have proven it. Look around the sky. Behold the great divide, the battle lines of the cosmic war. We are your worm god. But we are not the deep itself. We only move within it. You shall too. You shall ven- You shall venetrate. Venerate. You shall venerate and study it and haunt it in its passage. Will you lift your thoughts to the millennia, Alrix? Will you bend your will to liberation of the universe and join us in the war against the sky? We need champions. Crusaders. Help us save the universe. Help us exterminate that which would destroy all hope. You are oath-bound to this task. By the covenant of the worm. And you are oath-bound to kill Taox wherever she's hidden herself. I fucking lost it on a few words in there. They... They obviously. They, it's like you both got my disease from last week. This is, <laughs> this is obviously they got the new writer in. They got rid of the writer yeah. in the first, uh, the first couple of. I know they got the new one in. They went to, they went to the Bungie library and blew all the dust off the thesaurus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so they killed the Leviathan. How big mm. is this Cromer Admiral's impaled corpse? Corpse, like <laughs> I'm just picturing. Either somebody's really small, or this one's massive, and they just made a temple out of him. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's he must be fucking massive. Yeah, we're walking through his uh, his spleen right now. And could you imagine the elevator callouts? On the second floor, we have the spleen, lower intestine. Yeah, toilets are in the bladder. We have his. We have four four hearts, five stomachs. He's like a fucking cow. So. Yeah. Why has the traveler fled? If he's this superpower, if he's this 
amazing ability to do stuff. Why does he goes? All right, fuck this. I'm out. Like you think he doesn't to... have the power to defend himself. He has to constantly use other beings to defend himself. That's why we exist as guardians. Why we, he extends life and enhances knowledge. Nice one, Bob. It's all uh, it's all a long play to have a, a species him. to defend himself. Yeah, yeah, that's actually really good. His only defense mechanism is basically channeling pure light, mm. like what he did to uh, what's his face Gaul, mm-hmm. just imploded him with pure energy. And that, that that's his only thing, but you get to appreciate he can't do that to everything. Exactly. Yeah, he's just pushing light. To be fair, pushing, the... just forcing them into a golden age, isn't he? So they evolve yeah. to be able to look after him. Yeah. Do you reckon he charges solar panels with his light? <laughs> like if you if you had a traveler over your house, it's not solar power that he's using. <laughs> so no. <laughs> do you think? So you know when the you know when the traveler was destroyed. <laughs> And you looked up there and you could see there was a, possibly a city inside of him. It looked like a city, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think somebody, one of the Guardian goes... Because in real life, he'd be like, I'm going to go in there. <laughs> Get- well, you have to ask Fenchurch. <laughs> you say it's so sus. Fenchurch is the only person that we know of to actually enter the, the Traveller for whatever reason. Well, you never see that guy. You can always... Like, um, mm. Uh, Everest is always Everest always turns and goes oh Fench is this Fench is that but you've never met the guy yeah never heard from him not a letter or anything no. which is always there's a lot of lore on him though there's a t- there's an absolute ton of lore on him yeah he's an interesting character yeah he's an odd one isn't he because they thought he was mm. he was Clovis Bray for a while <gasps> yeah. Fenchurch of Savathun Evil Avantes don't ruin it Evil Avantes like a Savathun <laughs> <laughs> but you, you maybe Fenchurch is is Eva Levante. Oh, don't 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 because I'm just saying because I've got I've got rabbit That's holes. Page five, Dilly. <laughs> I've got I've got rabbit holes of my I've got fucking rabbit holes of. Rabbit I don't want to know what you've got. That sounds disgusting. But you think somebody would have gone there? Like you would have just got on your ship, go up there. Oh, there's a church there. Oh, there's a there's there's a city there. Mm. I should say. Um, the other one as well is like they word in like Bungie has a a great word like the the choice in wording is is, is very poignant and they kind of use certain words and then if you go back in history and kind of um, have a look at that so they they um, Winnie Champions Crusaders so obviously the Crusaders in the UK in Britain France and all the, the where they trounced through was getting Jerusalem back from um, I think the Saracens off the top of my head but the first crusade to get it, obviously, they failed. Um, they they won. I think they won Jerusalem, but it was just basically rape and pillage, all the way through, mm-hmm. and it just deteriorated into fucking just murder, just all out chaos. And for them to use crusaders, yeah. it kind of is pointed because these guys, these hives, are just gonna plow through, just pillaging, raping, murdering, however, however it is, there is, that's the basic, the hand that forces them, is they, they just want to fucking just wreck everything. Yeah, yeah, I totally see that the same way as well. They're just going to be a force pushing 
through the universe as forcefully as possible. And that sounds so disgusting, but that's what they're going to do. That's yeah. just how they work. They can't stop it. Like what happened with Alrix back on the sixth moon, you know, trying to take a peaceful path, but couldn't because of the worm inside. They have to just plow through. Yeah, and, and the stronger they get, the greater the hunger gets, which means the more they have to kill. Yeah. And as they kill more, they get stronger. Then they have to kill more again. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how big so Zegorath actually is. Because our yeah. Oryx, Oryx, for the know, uh, was quite massive by the time we actually came across him. But that was his um, own throne world, wasn't it? That was his own throne world. So he had full control of his own throne world. So he could be... Oh, that, that was after he had taken himself as well, yeah, and enhanced himself to his final form. But even before that, when we fought him... Um, on the dreadnought outside of his throne world he was still like there was that moment where he's like you can see him it's like a black room and he's just silhouetted there and then he roars and all of the darkness just gets pulled into him and it's like forms his wings on his back so like sort of showing like he is this is his physical form but his his presence is so much more beyond that wonder what Zegor Rath kind of does for that as well if she is just such a physical force that we might see a form but then you can sort you know how like sometimes you get that feeling of you can just feel a presence yeah like someone walks in a room and you just kind of feel that happen it happens to I me I feel like she'll be the same <laughs> every time your wife walks in you're like oh no when oh, I walk oh. in when I walk in all heads turn towards me and go who's that weird fucker <laughs> I, I, I just want to bring you yeah, back well, when you walk in with no pants on that's <laughs> I, just, I just want to bring you back to a paragraph that I'm reading now look around the sky mm-hmm. behold the great divide the battle lines of the cosmic war we are the womb of you are the womb your god but we're not the deep itself so they know the dark the worms are not the darkness further back as well it says they have been trapped from millions of years like mm-hmm. do you think these worms predate like the garden of Winnowa made life but there's a very short period of time when the garden of Winnowa made life and then every all the hives started but then you in it, further on up it says the um, the worms have been hidden or the worms have been stuck for millions of years and now they're saying we're not of the deep itself so do you think this is a an outside outside presence that was already in the world? Or do you, I think I think there would still be the worms of the field that got blasted into the universe, but we don't really know how much time passes between when they enter the universe and the hive itself. And even then the hive sorry, the krill landed on Fundament essentially, whether they were on a meteorite or whatever. So yeah. we don't even know how long they existed before the fundament. Like there's this whole period of time that just is unaccounted for. So they could have been trapped on that planet. They could have just been put blasted into space, and then the trap, the the planet just formed around them just by sheer mass and gravity. That's what created their cage and their prison. Because in because um, in theory, yeah. if you go back to what we spoke about last last um, episode. The Leviathan was made by the uh, the crew of the Needle, so that means the Leviathan is mil- uh, millennia old, and that means the crew is also millennia old. 
Or do you reckon the yep. worms broke free? The crew realized, oh shit, we got worms in the fundament. We have to go and bring the Leviathan in to kind of to to be the gatekeeper. So, like to me, the timeline does think... the timeline doesn't really add up. I'm really struggling to um, to picture the the steps. You know, I'm kind of picturing the Leviathan not so much as created to safeguard the worms, but we know the Leviathan is a follower of the sky now so at some point maybe it was created and then it found the traveler or the light somehow and then that it was entrusted with becoming the guardian of or the gatekeeper of the worms mm. and like that was one of the traveler's moves in the flower oh, sorry the lights but the winnowers no the gardeners i'm getting it back the gardeners moves in the flower game is to block that death off via the leviathan yeah. That makes sense. So block yeah. off a move of the winner. But I'm just trying through that. But I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to think the advancement, how advanced the needle ship was, that it it was. He had the ability to go down into the fundament to find the wounds. It's like where the hell did that come from? Mm. If if the krill, the only thing the krill had was um, uh, engines that they could move continents with. They didn't have anything else that could uh, get out of the atmosphere or go down. Until Savathun found the um, found the needle ship, and then they had to, it took two years to yeah. fix it, two years to try and fly uh, fly it. I'm just trying to, I'm just struggling with like how advanced the needle is, and where is the advancement in technology back to? Well, it could be even like precursor ammonites, or something along those lines of a species that was of the light or in their own golden age before uh, they landed on Fundament. And maybe that's even how the Traveller got there because we don't even know how the Traveller got to Fundament itself or why it's there. So maybe it was part of a species that... or it was aligned with a species that had their own golden age, created this technology, ultimately fell and had their own collapse. Which would also marry up with the whole... There were thousands of species on Fundament and then there was 512, was it? Or 511 or something? Yeah. And... So, which, you know, could could marry up with the whole... They've had their golden age, they've gone through their collapse, but they didn't have yeah. what we've got. Mm, mm. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose. It, 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 it's, all, it's all moves in the flower game to get to the final goal... And that's even what the worms say is it's always we are always trying to move towards the perf- the perfect final shape, and like we were saying before, like it's chess even, and you don't win chess by the first move; it's multiple moves over time. So, I'd say the needle is just a from a species that had most likely a golden age, mm. up until it just wasn't relevant anymore, and they were left behind by the traveler to move on to its next phase, and the needle ship was left there. Possibly, if you think about it from like a over overview, like if you're looking down on a game board, that was a move that was made by the darkness. Like it put the needle ship there because you knew eventually that the sisters would get there and they would get to the worms and it's all linking down the line. Yeah, they're playing six moves ahead, trying to counter the other part's move. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, well, that's the that's the ten verses that we that 
that we've done you know it's uh like we said before it yeah. is pretty much cut and dry there's little things for interpretation that we can put our own spin on it but um there's not much mm -hmm. else there is it, it so is. where we where do we leave off the leviathan's been slain Taox is in the wind um and alrix has slow is starting to understand the sword logic more and more and grow more powerful but he's also realized uh, what taking the worms on actually <coughs> actually meant. It wasn't just ultimate power without a price. There was quite a high price that they're just starting to understand. Yeah, and he's also found his um, his throne world as well. His throne world, yes. Yeah, he's been following. That's, he's, that's and it's just the start. It's just the start of the sword logic. It's the start of the base religion or... The sword logic is probably my favorite part of all of Destiny. The the law for the sword logic, I fucking love it. I mm. don't know why, I just do. It just makes sense. It's it's simplistic in its intricacy. Yeah. But then they got the second one. They got the bomb logic and stuff like that. So so. Yeah, with the queen, Marasov. Yeah, yeah. So look. Yeah. That's us. I think it's uh, that's us for this uh, today, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yep. I think this episode's been really good to help understand a little bit more about the Hive, give a little bit more, uh, I guess, direction to where the the sisters are headed. Um, but also we're starting to hear things that are very commonly said even in the Destiny world now, you know, the, in the realms that we're playing in with Savathun and, and uh, Arix and whatnot. You know, these are going to be names that most new players will start to hear. So these are going to be little bell ringing moments in people's heads and yeah at least you're going to have a little good understanding as to a little bit of the history and well actually all of the history and, and how it came to be what it is at the moment mm -hmm. yeah with it mostly with right much now it's like wrath is probably setting off a few oh hang on a minute i've heard that name why do i know that name oh wait i'm mm. hunting down her wrathborn mm. yeah. wow she went all the way back from here that's pretty cool mm. And Seville Wrath was also the one that designed the Warlock armor. The Hunter's armor with the dildo on top. <laughs> it's all a strategy. She's... We'll take him down by fashion. <laughs> It'd probably work with a lot of the player base too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I Guardians doesn't give up because they've too many Matt horns. Black. No. What you should <laughs> what you should do is somebody put in like, all right, you got a Matt Black um, shader. And then as you put it in it, it turns you pink. Like, people melt over <laughs> that shit. It just turns you, like, yellow. Like, just off, like... Like, a really nice armor, like, for a titan. Like, this really sick, like, full military-looking armor. And you see this perfect matte black shader, and you're like, fuck yeah. And you put it on, and it's, like, neon yellow. <laughs> yeah. But that's just the little highlights in it. Yeah. Destiny 1 style. Just... No! Just a, Uninstall. Just a completely different color. And just watch people melt. Yeah. They were like, ah, people throwing TVs through windows. Or just put this one really bad, you know, like this really nice matte black. Just matte black everything. And then there's this one little orange stripe right through it, right where you don't want to see it. Yeah. yeah. Do you think right they, they give all the shader work to the interns? All right, mate. What I need you to do, you have to make 40 shaders. They have to be completely different. 40 shaders, go. You have a couple of weeks. There's, I definitely do. Here's your color with. wheel. The color wheel has seven colors on it. Have fun. <laughs> they definitely gave it to an intern when they first brought in 
Destiny 2, and they went, listen, the colors cannot match what is shown on the icon. <laughs> and at no point can you show what texture is going to be on them, okay? If it looks like it's going to be black, do not put the fucking tiger print on there. Make them guess. Yeah, like, I, I want a shader where all four sections of it are just a question mark. Like, you just don't know. <laughs> you just don't know. It's just randomly. It's called the Hawk Moon. <laughs> just press it. Just have to Maybe press that's it. what the Hawk Moon is. <laughs> Maybe that's what the Hawk Moon is. Just ra- it's random. It's a shader. It's just a sh- <laughs> Random shaders. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. Well, I guess let's leave it there for this week. Well, um, yeah. I think I, I we need to yep. bring up that. Look, guys. We getting out there. We have what is it? Downloads in the UK, downloads in America, US, America, UK, like yeah, Australia. We're going global, baby. Drop your names, guys. Australia drop anymore. your names. Whoever's downloading us, drop your names. We'll give you a shout out. You can hear in daily email. Obviously, I know most of you guys are listening on Spotify, and you can't comment on Spotify. But email us at relaxedguardianspodcast at gmail I read anything you guys send me. We will absolutely, if you want to see, we will call it out on the show, at the start of the show. We'll read any comments. We just love the support. Thank you for downloading it all yeah, across really the world. That's amazing. I was not expecting that, especially this soon. Like seven episodes, eight episodes. I was like, oh, I'll probably still play a bit local. But to get out that far and go no- get noticed out there, that's really awesome. We have an email? <laughs> what? Look, oh, I'll deal with all of this side of things. Like, how do you think it gets on the internet, man? <laughs> what? I still widen my computer. What's a computer up. do? But um, look, I'm guys, still... just, if you if you if you've got a word, I I think this is what we should do as well. Drop your names. If you've got a word that you want Dilly to struggle reading, give it. Just bring it oh, in. This fuck. Add it into the email. <laughs> we'll have him read the word. He will struggle. We all have a laugh. It's all good. Uh, Let's just remember who struggled the most this episode. Okay. Yeah, I, I had I had a grand old time. You, you had a bit of dilly sidus tonight. But they'll never know. Because yeah, they edited it out. <laughs> just big gaps. <laughs> so for anyone listening, Agnikai po- suffered a severe dillyism tonight. There'll just be and long, no silent kid. moments, and Sevs will love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, cheers, guys. Thanks, right, guys. Thanks for listening. Catch us next time. See you next week. All right. Out. Fuck you all.